Welcome back to the In The Blues Tone podcast. It's the 7th of November, 2019. And if I sound a little bit weird in my voice right now, I apologize for that. So I just want to give everybody a heads up and a thank you for all the messages over the last week. I had surgery last Friday and it all went well. I'm already back up and sort of walking around without crutches, which is great. I had knee surgery. My throat was pretty wrecked after they insert that tube thing down there. So I've currently got a lozenge in my mouth and hopefully I'm not doing too much lip smacking. So anyway, we're going to try and uh, avoid any of that. But all, all went well and thank you so much for all the support. I appreciate that. So this guitar podcast is basically an accumulation of anything that comes through for the channel that I do reviews on on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash in the blues or stuff that I've just had a chance to test out while playing live at a jam night or at a gig. The first thing I wanted to have a chat about is the Fender Tone Master Twin Amplifier that I've had now for about three or four weeks. I've actually taken it out and played it live a couple of times. Last Sunday, I was seated as I played and I had my friend Dr. Rick come by and pick up all my stuff, get it into the car for me because I was unable to get around without crutches, which was nice of him. And I took it out and played it for a second time live and it was phenomenal. I enjoy it more and more every time I use it. And I don't think it actually sounds probably exactly like a Fender Twin in the context of a live mix, but it sounds like a fantastic amplifier and the weight or the, the weight that you, you're not carrying around with it, it, it makes it all worthwhile. I really feel like it's pretty much going to replace my Blues Deluxe to a point, you know, like I think the Blues Deluxe is a fantastic amp and I have no plans on getting rid of it. It's been such a fantastic amp and I just, the only thing about the, the Tone Master Twin Amps is their reliability. I'm yet to see how well they stack up over the course of time. I know with valve or tube amps, you got to replace the tubes and all that at some particular point, but with an all-in-one sort of digital amplifier, I wonder what the repair process is like, being that you only get that one-year warranty. I'm pretty sure it said one year on the card. Uh, I just wondered, you know, what the repair process was like or whether it was landfill if something went wrong. Uh, that's probably my only criticism of it. If the day does come where... The amplifier actually stops working altogether. I'm going to turn it into a really lightweight 2x12 box. It's much lighter than any of the other cabs that I've got, and it will definitely do the job. The speakers they've put in there are awesome. I just hope they're a little bit more robust and roadworthy than the Mustang GT amps. Now, I had a GT200, and I sold it pretty quickly. I didn't like it much at all after I did my first review, and I mentioned that in the video. Fender then sent me out the GT100, which died the first time that I played it out live. No kidding. Took it out. Oh, no, it was the second time. Second time I took it out live, it died. <laughs> so I haven't had that same problem with this Fender Tone Master amp. It feels like a much more reliable and well-built and a much better looking amplifier as well. But it's worth pointing out that the longevity thing is something that I'm a little bit concerned with. Not that it feels like it's going to have any problems, but if it does, then what do you do? Because being that it doesn't have the traditional components and it's basically like a computer in there, being that it's got the uh, quad-core processor, you kind of wonder what the repair process is like and whether or not a lot of these amp techs can actually fix it or whether they just have to replace an entire board or something similar. So, yeah, just, just something to think about there. But overall, uh, it is by far the best amplifier I've tried this year. Out of all of them, I must have tested 30 amps in the last 12 months. It has to be the best. Uh, the, I also have the Boss Next Tone. A lot of people are saying, hey, what do you think about... The comparison between the two. Uh, they sound so different to each other. <laughs> they, just, they just do. They, If you're a long-term sort of subscriber to the stuff that I do, you know I'm a huge Fender fan. Although I've been on the Marshall bandwagon a little while now since I got the DSL. But 
Uh, the Fender Twin sound is hard to beat. You know, if I was to recommend one or the other, uh, and you can afford to get the Fender, I think uh, the Fender's a better amp. But the next tone is really good. And a lot of people are saying, hey, how does that compare not only to the Fender, but also to the Katana? I don't know. It's, it's, it's two different things again. I feel like some of the stuff you miss out on with the next tone amplifier, it kind of works to its advantage in a way because it is more simple. But I think anytime you have to hook an amp or you have the option to hook an amp to a computer, sometimes the more options, the better to a point. So I don't know if, if it's like a better sounding amplifier than the Katana. It's just different. And that's how I feel about the difference between the next tone and also the Fender. It really just comes down to what ticks the boxes for you. So if you want to get one of these amps and you're looking for the lightest one possible, the Fender is the way to go. Those Tone Master amps are way lighter. The next tone's probably more suited to my sound. It kind of reminds me of a PV Bandit in terms of its functionality. It takes pedals really well, all that kind of stuff. If you already have pedals, probably go for either the Fender or the Boss Next Tone. And if you don't and you want an all-in-one with lots of effects, then go for the Katana. And luckily, they all come in at different prices. So you can justify which one you might want just based on the price too. So check it out in your local area, all that kind of stuff, and see what the best value is for what you need. But uh, I'm not dissatisfied with the Next Tone. I just still think the built-in effects suffer from the same problems that the Katana does. And I'm mentioning this on my review video coming up that once you actually have something set internally, like the say the volume level of an overdrive, you can't then adjust that on the fly. Uh, people might disagree with that, but it's true. It's the same with the Katana. You can't kind of adjust certain parameters with the hardware keys on the amplifier. So other than that, it's a pretty cool amp. So since the operation, I've had basically a week to recover so far. I haven't been shooting any videos at all or doing anything. I've had some new stuff sort of show up at the house as well, which I'll do videos for. Um, but I'm, yeah, kind of enjoying a little bit of downtime or just, just time away from actually filming videos. I was lucky enough to have enough stuff sort of queued up before I went in that I don't have to worry about it for another week or so, which is great. It's good to be able to schedule ahead. And being that I don't do daily releases, uh, it's pretty easy. I've got you know, every other day or something like that, or three or four a week or something. So, yeah, I have uh, enough time to sort of get ahead of myself in terms of releasing videos, and that's been great. It's been a really advantageous thing to be able to sit down this week and be productive or sort of lay down as well, I guess, but also be productive with a new website I'm working on called guitarspeakerguide.com. And this is a niche website idea I've had for quite some time. And I realize now I've tested so many speakers, I've tested so many amplifiers, a lot of the questions that come in are of, you know, what speaker should I put in this amp and what's the best speaker for that and what are my top 10 speakers for this or that. So that's what I'm working on. I'm also working uh, on a whole lot of help guides as well about, you know, cone cry, breaking in speakers, you know, myth or fact, all this kind of stuff. And all of those posts will be up in November. I'm looking to have about 30 or 40 posts written by like comprehensive posts too. These aren't like little things. These are, you know, 12, 13, 1400 word uh, sort of articles about all everything, everything and anything relating to speakers, cabinets, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's guitarspeakerguide.com. And if you have any suggestions for, you know, an article about which amp and speaker might work best that, you know, you might own, feel free to reach out to me as well in the blues at outlook.com. And if it fits the sort of niche or the mold of that website or niche, as the Americans say, uh, then uh, 
yeah, I'll definitely look at putting it up. So this will cover pretty much all the frequently asked questions I, I see come in, and it's going to be just revolving around speakers. I've also reached out to a couple of companies to see if they want to get on board, um, which will lead into the follow-up idea that I've got coming up, which will be a part of this website. So I'm going to have another YouTube channel. It's going to be completely independent to uh, in the blues one, which will just focus on speaker-related things as well. It might seem sort of counterproductive to do it that way, but I want to sort of get the traffic from the new YouTube channel. I'll have the videos from the new YouTube channel and put them or have it as a part of this new website as opposed to just the In The Blues one being everywhere. So, yeah, I thought just niching a, a proper YouTube channel just on speakers will attract that particular audience more than just a general review site, which is what the In The Blues is. It does everything. So, yeah, you'll probably see a little bit of crossover between them, but once I have the website finished by the end of this month, all being well, or hopefully early next month at the very latest, I'm going to be um, starting work on the website uh, on the youtube part of that website probably early next year um i'm tipping jen and feb will be the the month that I'll, I'll try to work that out if it all goes ahead so yeah i thought you know guitar speakers are arguably or in my opinion the the most influential thing to improving your sound a lot of people say oh you need to ch change the valves from this brand to that brand i don't think that makes any difference i, I really don't unless they're faulty I hear maybe a 3 to 5% difference in valves unless they're completely different in their bias but or type. But just apples for apples, changing them out doesn't make that much difference. If you change the speaker, you're drastically changing the amplifier sound. Like completely. Like, for example, when I put the Texas Heat into the PV Bandit or into the Marshall DSL40CR, it completely changed the sound of the amp. Or people might want to go, I know what, I don't want the actual amp to change that much but i want the speaker to be louder so then that's why this website will be there so it'll be a guide for you know what are the loudest speakers i think that post is already up in the world what's the best speaker for a hot rod deluxe all this kind of thing so that archive of stuff will go up over the course of the month and then we'll see how it goes and hopefully it's a it's a website that does pretty well you know over the course of the next few years or whatever but yeah this this has been a plan of mine for a while to do more uh, stuff outside of YouTube. And even though I said before I'll be doing more uh, YouTube videos coming up for this website, I definitely want to keep the, you know, the, the web of stuff expanding out into different areas. And, you know, heaven forbid if something ever went wrong with YouTube, I'd be, you know, pretty screwed, right? So I'll, I want to make sure that, or if they went down or anything like that. So I want to make sure I've got other sources of traffic and income as well. And I won't be selling these things directly, but they'll be pointing out to different sites that uh, do sell certain products if it's relevant to that post. It's not a spammy website, though. It's actually full of really great information. And it'll be one of the only ones of its type out there. So guitarspeakerguide.com if you want to check it out. And yeah, I hope you like it. So some of the comments I've seen recently on the channel, especially with when I post the live clips, is people kind of like the fact that the channel stands apart from a lot of others being that actually include some live playing. I was talking to Rick about this the other day, Dr. Rick from the YouTube channel as well. And um, he was saying that, you know, it, there's a lot of really prominent channels out there. You never see them play live because, you know, people want everything to be perfect. And I get that too. There's a lot of, you know, I do a lot of takes when it comes to some of my intro tracks, but the live stuff, there's nowhere to hide. And I think, it, you know, having a little bit of vibe when you play live is also a great thing as well. It's always something I, I can work on, obviously. Uh, I know I'm not much of a showman. I just enjoy playing. But 
you know, the live section of, of things on the channel, I think, or the live videos, I should say, are things that I think people want to see more of. At least that's my understanding of it. So pretty much coming up every every time I end up going to a jam somewhere, I'm going to take my camera, my good low-light lens, and my little zoom recorder and film. And not maybe every t- every set or anything like that, but at least for a couple of them. It just really depends on the kind of drummers we get to play with. There's a couple of drummers at the jams that are in their own world. They don't listen to anything and they can only play one style of beat. And then there's the great drummers that actually push you to play better and you can respond and bounce off in in the moment, which, you know, a sign of good musicianship. So those sets, I'm going to basically be taking some of the stuff that gets sent out out to play more live stuff with and hopefully film it and post some more clips and I think it's a it's a good point of difference to I guess a lot of the other channels where they they never leave the house. <laughs> and that's fine too. Like everyone's got their thing, I get it. Not everyone wants to go to jamming or or wants to go play live, but it's something I'm going to do more of coming up on the channel where I can actually take, you know, a Harley Benton or a artist guitars out or a Dan Electro or an amp and just post a live clip. You know, it really shows off the context of that instrument or that amplifier in the context of you know where it may matter most is it loud enough to gig with is it you know is it lost in the mix all of these kind of questions will get answered when you take things out and play it live and i've made the mistake so many times of buying an amp and probably not being overly satisfied with it in the live mix you know it may have sounded fantastic in the shop i get it out and play it live and it stunk and this has happened a number of times with purchases the last two that i can think of was the Eggnator. Uh, that was a really cool amplifier head, but the speaker box was terrible. It sounded awesome in the shop, sounded awesome at home, took it out and played it live, and I took it back the next day. It was just not a good amplifier in the live mix. Another one was this 2x12 DeVille that I bought, and you would think that would be awesome, but it had particular speakers in there that weren't very good in that amp, and it, I didn't want to go through the hassle of changing the speakers, so I resold the amplifier, got rid of it. That was another example of an amp that sounded great at home or you know, in the shop, as I bought it used, but it was from a shop. Uh, I, I got it home and I took it out to a gig and went, oh, no, what have I done? It just didn't have that 3D projection or great live sound. And that's a different thing. You know, a lot of people don't know the difference between uh, products in, in the context of, a, you know, if you're a gigging musician, you want to know whether or not something's actually reliable or good for live use or loud enough. You know, and this is, brings me back to another point. A little while back, I got sent a couple of Dan Electro guitars. I took one out and played it live, and the back pickup, the bridge pickup, which was a humbucker, squealed every time I turned up the volume before I did anything. It just squealed. I asked a few other YouTubers, and they were like, no, mine's fine. I said, did you record this through a Kemper or whatever? They said, yeah. I'm like, try it through an amp. Just plug it through an amp and turn it on. And they had exactly the same problem. So there's things like that that you don't notice at home that you might or th- through a you know a amplifier at a lower volume as opposed to playing live where if something goes wrong you really really notice it so i'm going to make the effort to do more of that coming up on the channel especially going into next year 2020 i can't believe we're almost at the end of the year already one more month oh well the one and a bit <laughs> anyway but yeah so next year i'm going to be definitely doing more of that i'm already planning my my next journey to the states it's definitely going to happen i've uh, been speaking to a few guys and I think there'll be plenty of content to be filmed. Just to just to make a point, um, I actually went and got a new solid state hard drive today, uh, thanks to the support of the Patreon folks. So thank you guys, I really appreciate that. Um, 
all the money that I get through the Patreon always goes back into the channel and making things better, making new video series happen, all that kind of stuff, and and the podcast, all that kind of thing. So thank you guys. So I, I've now got a you know a portable drive I can take with me, and that will be the drive that basically stores and edits all the videos. Or I should just say it'll be the scrub drive slash backup drive that I can edit from, and then I'll have a secondary regular old school hard drive just for storage. But I've started putting. I know how much footage I'm going to be shooting this time. There's a lot. Uh, and by the looks of things, I just spoke to Jerry at Jerry's Lefty Guitars. I'll be spending about two weeks at his place. Oh, well, not at his place, like staying there, but in the in his area. And I'll be shooting uh, a good chunk of uh, guitar videos at his shop again. So that'll be great. He's, he's a really lovely guy. He looks after me too. He sort of puts me up at a hotel there in Sarasota. This time around, I think if you live in the area of Sarasota or somewhere around there within, you know, as, as far as you like, and you want to come say hi, we'll definitely do a bit of a hangout day. I was going to do that last time and I was a little concerned like no one would show up. And after I went, a lot of people were like, hey, I would have come up to visit you if I knew you were there. So this time when I'm at Jerry's, I'll be doing some live streaming from his probably his Facebook account. Um, so if you're not subscribed on his Facebook account, go do that if you're interested or if you've got a Facebook account. I am, I'm actually off Facebook. I have my page, but I don't have a personal page anymore. I, I just, I couldn't handle it, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. But, uh, yeah, look, Facebook is, is a weird thing, but if you, if you're into left-handed guitars and you want to see a bit about what he's got and all that kind of thing, I'll definitely have some fun shooting some videos there. Uh, every time I go, there's just a great collection of guitars that you don't often see anywhere else. And this trip will be a bit different in terms of the video style. I'm going to make uh, an effort to change up what I would normally do to make the videos better, but to also make them a bit more like what I would do here at home. Um, but yeah, they'll be, they'll be a little bit different, but it'll be multi-camera sh- shooting. Well, I'll have 4K video. I'll have my good production cameras with me. Uh, Jerry's got some really killer amplifiers and... Uh, all being well, we'll do some backing track stuff and I'll get prepared to really showcase some of the stuff. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to getting more left-handed content on the channel. I know there's a lot of lefties that follow it. My goal in many ways, I, or inadvertently at one point, was to have the the biggest archive of left-handed guitars on my channel. I don't know if that's the case, but I, I would assume it's probably in the top three <laughs> on in the world of you know, left-handed guitar videos, and I'm going to uh, be releasing some news about that pretty soon too, so stay tuned for that. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this next trip. It won't just be videos at Jerry's. I've got a whole range of videos I'm going to be shooting, and it will hopefully change the direction of the channel. I spoke a little bit about this on the last podcast as well, about changing things up next month, also December, and then also once I do this big trip. I'm, I'm kind of looking at this trip away as a, as a bit of a... Yeah, I could just do so much fun stuff. <laughs> and then I think you guys will like it as well. So, yeah, I think, you know, just for my own creative brain or whatever you want to call it, I can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Look, the, the gear demos thing is fun and the reviews and all that kind of thing, but I, I'm enjoying trying new things. And, you know, if you, if you don't know already, I've got a tech channel, which is doing pretty well Uh on youtube and i'm really enjoying doing something different even though it's that also could be because i don't contribute to that much like it's sort of like maximum of one video a week but with that in mind it, it is really quite fun to do something different and i think taking the in the blues channel in a different direction is definitely worthwhile as well 
it'll still be music related it'll be gear related it'll i'll be able to do guitar set saturdays and all that kind of stuff overseas but i'm also going to be doing a whole lot of other videos that i really know will do well at least i can envision them envision them reaching a like a wider or broader audience which is pretty wild so uh yeah i'm just going to keep doing my thing try to keep it original and i think next year will be the year where i'm hopefully not focusing on uh product videos as much as i am on stuff that i really want to shoot and this might not be until i don't know maybe may through to july or something where i get to shoot those but i'm tipping that the content i shoot while i'm away if all goes to plan or even if like 70 percent of it goes to plan should be enough for probably three or four months <laughs> so uh yeah uh, intermixed with you know the regular videos because there is an audience for that and i i still do enjoy it to some extent too but um yeah I, i'm definitely gonna get a new spark doing different things especially after all this time and knowing that no one else has really done these videos either will, will be a pretty fun thing for pretty fun thing for everybody involved even myself and it will mean also the editing process will need to change and the format of these videos will require a little bit more uh what's the word i'm looking for just it'll it'll it, it needs to it'll be a good learning curve for me like let's just put it that way i've edited the same type of video for so long with minor changes and tweaks and optimizations here and there but yeah i think now this this will definitely be a, a project that i don't want to rush because I, I really envision it reaching a lot of people so yeah you'll definitely know when those videos go up now in terms of any of those other events like you know your git cons and those all those other type of events i don't even know if i'll be doing any more of those to be honest the last one was a whole lot of fun with dr rick but unless something really cool shows up i'm not going to waste my time i really i really don't feel like those events are that much of a benefit uh, for the channel like it's cool to collaborate with people but you're going to be seeing some of the collaborations coming up on those videos i do while i'm away i just think that's a, a probably a more organic sort of way of doing it rather than just getting together and shooting product videos so yeah i feel like uh coming up on the channel there should be some really cool things coming up my name's shane this has been the in the blues tone podcast you can listen to it at in the blues or and and or on my youtube channel at youtube.com slash in the blues thanks for listening catch you soon